Welcome to the Martial Arts Business Podcast, helping martial arts club owners grow, develop and scale their schools with marketing, retention, systems, staff, branding, social media and much more, giving you the tools and skills to become a black belt in business. Here's your host, three times world martial arts champion, award-winning school owner, successful business coach and number one best-selling author, Gordon Bircham. Hi, welcome to the next episode of the Martial Arts Business Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about your instructor team, your staff, your freedom, your uh, future, your growth. You know, everything about staff, having a great instructor team gives you so, so much. And I know lots of school owners that I speak to struggle in this area for a few reasons. And we're going to talk about that today. But without doubt, years ago, like going back sort of 10, 11 years and before that, I was absolutely doing everything myself. I was absolutely the cleaner. I was the martial arts instructor. I was a counsellor. I was the shop person. I was the sales, the administration. I was reception. I was customer service. I was everything in my business. And I think at that time, going back there, you know, that's all I knew. You know, I was I was doing it. I was you know, I was the technician, if you like, in my business. I was doing everything because, A, I had control issues. I was definitely controlling everything. And uh, my research and uh, chats to so many school owners is that lots of martial arts owners have a lot of control issues. And it's not an issue, for instance. They have a lot of control because they've been taught, you know, through learning the arts, we're taught about control and mind and body control. You know, it's all about us. You know, it's very like martial arts can be very much an internal thing, can it? You having to get through the challenge, having to get through the struggles, having to learn it, you know, having to control it. And I think as we go through, as we grow and evolve, once we've got to, let's say, build a, a staff team or whatever, um, we tend to find, and this is not always uh, the case, but the majority of instructors struggle in this area because they feel like they're the only ones who could do a good enough job. They're the only ones who are going to have enough love for what they do. They're the only ones who are, are, are more are skilled enough. Now, what I want to stop and say here, guys, is first of all, that was my delusion that many years ago. And I think now if I go back 11 years and before that, I would definitely say if I had had and got out my own way and built a quality staffing program, uh, not just in like instructor program, but like a team, a staff team, administrators, marketers, that kind of thing, you know, 10 years ago, I would be at least triple, quadruple the size I am now for sure. Um, but it took me a long, long time to understand this, even when I was in my growth phase, even when I was going, you know, when I took my business from £2,800 a month, that's all I had in, you know, for, in the whole world before I paid all the rent, my mortgage on my house. That's the only thing me and my wife had. We didn't, that wasn't even ours. That's just what we took overall. When I took it from that to £10,000 a month plus and continue to grow that over the next 10 years, a large proportion of that time, as I was on the journey, I was trying to do everything still. I really couldn't let it go. I really had this belief that no one could do it as good as me. I really, really did. And I don't know if any of you can relate to that. I know for the school owners I speak to, they sure can. And, you know, it's one of the things that we must we must do as a martial arts school owner is learn to let go. Learn to let it go. Learn to be, I, I say that you want to be become world class at building teams. Because without doubt, two heads is better than one, five heads is better than two, ten heads is better than three. You know, that is an absolute 
for sure. It's absolutely important that you understand that. So I think with number one is when you want to build a, a good staff team, okay, whatever that is, whether it's one, two, three members, whatever that is, first of all, you've got to understand, I think, um, that A, um, staff are an absolute asset to your business and to your life. Because without staff, without instructors, without instructors, helpers, assistants, whatever that is and however you call it, and I'm going to go through that in this podcast today, I guarantee you now, you'll have no freedom You'll have no flexibility. You will only be able to grow so much because you can only do so much yourself. And you feel stuck within your business. And that's where I was years ago. I remember going away and, um, you know, I'd be driving. I'd, I'd be driving all over the country. I had a part time job at the time, uh, at one time. And I'd drive around the country and I'd go training. And let's say I wanted to go one night up to one of my instructor's places and um, I wasn't in the gym. I'd leave one of my, what was a, you know, he's a black belt. He, he, but he, I hadn't taught him to be an instructor. I left him there for one night. And I remember the next day coming back and there was chaos. You know, people were kicking off. People weren't happy. And it's because, very simply, it wasn't because he was a bad instructor at all. It was because they were used to me. It, they wanted me. It was, you know, it was, where were you, Gordon? You know, we pay you. We own you kind of thing. You know, it's that kind of mentality. And I can't blame them because that's what they always, that's the only thing that they knew. So I remember that it was just horrible. You know, go away on holiday, dreading going away on holiday, you know, thinking that everyone was going to leave. You know, it was just absolute chaos. And that's because we haven't built a team. So I, I understand that I've been through that pain. I know what it's like, but I really want to inspire you guys who are here. Now, I know lots of people will be watching, listening to the podcast, by the way, and I know that you will have some sort of team. And I'm not too sure, you know, I'm, I'm not delusional to think that you won't. But there'll be some who don't have a team at all. Some who've got a team and it's not working. And I want to kind of help you along the way with this. So without doubt, you've got to look at your staff as an asset because I was one of them people for sure. Absolutely. You know, I can't afford staff was my number one thing. Absolutely. You can't afford staff. You know, and I had a massive light bulb moment a fair few years ago when it's like, actually, staff are an asset. They give you so, so much. You know, that was a big shift for me, a massive shift for me because I didn't believe, you know, I thought that they were, they were going to cost me and ultimately I wouldn't be able to afford them. But actually, they're an asset and they're a very, very important asset to your business and your life and your flexibility. Absolutely for sure. So, how do you build a good staffing program? So for me, I'm going to take you back to grassroots. I think this is really important. To build up an adult base can be difficult to start with, but I'm going to talk about what you can do in a minute for that. Where I think it starts is absolutely at grassroots, is at your leadership program. So this is what we do in our school. This is what I teach a lot of guys, is to build an absolutely world-class SWAT team or leadership team, whatever you call it. We call our special winning attitude team. Some people call them storm teams. Doesn't matter what it calls. Your leadership program within your school, i.e., and they don't have to be black belts, by the way. These are kids that you can nurture to become the leaders of the future. So what we do is we look at, it doesn't matter what belt color they are. We're looking for them leadership qualities. We're looking for them attitudinal qualities. You know, the kids that stand there, the arms behind the back, they just watch they listen, they take it in, they're there, they're hungry, they're leaders already within your school, they're the guys that you select for your, you know, your leadership squad. That is the easiest to recruit at the start. And I'm going to talk about that now, it's really, really cool. So what you've got to have is a leadership team where they come in and help two times a week. 
So they help in two classes a week. Like we have them to be part of that, what we call our SWAT team, our leadership team. You know, it's a privilege to be in there. Like all of our members, all of our kids know what the SWAT team is. And they absolutely want to make the grade to get in there. So it becomes a place where it's really special to be chosen. Number one, they have their own uniform. Number two, they get the help in two classes a week. They don't teach. They help, they guide, they they just help the instructor. They're, you know, like, like little minions, if you like. Yeah, they help. They're really, really good. They have instructor training once a month. They're part of the instructor program. So we have an instructor program, uh, a training once a month, which is really important. They even fill out little timesheets. Yeah, so the reason we do that, by the way, is because we want them to feel like it's, you know, it's important, it's special. They don't get paid for it, but they get lots of perks. So we give like 25% off purchases of goods, etc., from the shop. And they get a special SWAT uniform that they purchase that is completely unique to the other uniforms. And they get reduced grading fees, but they still pay their training fee. And the reason that we do that, and this is very important, is so that they understand the value of the training. Because we used to exchange it. If you become a SWAT team member, you don't pay your fees. And we used to do that with all of our staff. And actually the worst thing you can ever do, because what happens is they lose the value. When you spend money on something, there's an exchange there. It's really important to do that. So when people are paying for a service, there is an absolute value to that. When they stop paying, the value diminishes. So what we do is now they still pay for their training, etc. It works really well. Now, because it's an exclusive team, yeah, so what we have is we only do a selection only. And they, we, we do it, you know, every couple of months we're selecting someone um, or a few people who we feel is ready for the SWAT team. So because it's very exclusive and because, you know, people want to be in it, we have a selection letter or before we select the child, we go to the parents and we say to them and we go through all of what's on the selection. There, We say, look, this is what is required to be part of the SWAT team. They must come to the instructor trainings once a month. They must attend. They must be able to have twice a week. Which ones can you do? You know, they must purchase the suit. They must do all these things. They must help at gradings and they must help at demonstrations, etc. That's what being part of the SWAT team is. And we'll also go out on a um, every three months on a, a team building day as well. So we go to the parents and we say, we show them that and we say, look, is this something that they can commit to? Because it, obviously it's very special. Now, when we go to the parents and say we're looking at choosing your child for SWAT, you know, they are, they are so excited. Can you imagine the parents like, you know, it's very exclusive and it works really, really, really well. So um, that's how we do it. Now, what you do is these become your future. I mean, I've got... 17, 18, 19 year olds who have come through from the SWAT all the way through over the last eight, nine years. Just phenomenal instructors now. Can you imagine like the black belts now? They are literally like mini me's. Yeah, they just know one way. They've been around me for so long. And I've got 14, 13, 14, 15 year old junior black belts. And I can promise you now, I would put them up against any adult instructor. They are that good. They really are. I mean, we have our parents within our school um, and they'll sit there. You know, we're normally like parents. I know he's a kid. I'm obviously in, the, in there with, with them because they're 13, 14, 15. But I don't have to teach. The parents go, wow, how good is he? Are you, how good is she? You know, they actually comment and say how much they would love their kid to be able to do that. And they are that good. I promise you, I would put them up against any adult instructor that can hold a room. The kids look up to them. They're very disciplined and they don't take any any rubbish from the kids. And the content they produce is world class. And that's because 
They've learned, I believe, to create a great instructor team, to create a great assistance. They've got to be around you. The more they're around you, the better they become. And that's where the training's coming, coming in. That's the best. Now, you can have an instructor program. We have as well. We have a CIT program. And that's all great. But the best teachings that they can have is on the floor with you because you want them to become um, uh, versions of you, actually better versions of you when they're teaching. So absolutely make sure every couple of months, make sure that you have, create your leadership team. You create your name for the team. Have an exclusive uniform that's completely different that makes them stand out. Make sure there's a selection lesson that you've got. There's a criteria to that. Go through this podcast again and listen to it. But start them early because what happens is then if you've got and we have a timetable for this as well, you know, so our calendar, they're all booked in. So they, they, they have certain days that they come in. So we've always got four, five, six SWAT team within a class with two instructors every single class. And if they cannot make it, they have to message the manager of the center to tell them that they can't come in or a lot of them now, what they do is, if they can't make it, they're basically talking to the rest of the team to see who can cover them that night. Look at the pattern. They're not even getting paid for that. But they understand the future because once they get to junior black belt level, they start getting paid then. And we build them up from there to full instructors and beyond where they're getting paid uh, really good money for being, uh, being world-class instructors. I believe this is so important because if you wait till someone becomes a black belt, because this was the old way, wasn't it? Let's wait for them to become a black belt. Now you're going to start teaching. That's just delusional because you can't become great at something overnight. It takes years to become a good instructor. So this program of developing for kids, honestly, you will have, you'll never have a problem with helpers. Yeah. Then SWAT team are, because here's the thing, guys, if you think about this, you've got your thing is, if you like delivering on the floor, you like teaching, the hard work is the rest of the stuff, isn't it? Me and my other instructors, we don't do warm-ups. The SWAT team do the warm-up. The SWAT team do the registers. The SWAT team get them in lines. Yeah, all of this stuff. All you know, The SWAT team, the start of the class certificates, they do everything that you've got them working for you and understanding the process of the business. Just like they do in Japan, in corporate businesses, you don't just go to the top. You work from the bottom and you build up to the top. It's a great way to build your staff program so they understand the processes. They start from the bottom and they build themselves up. It's really, really cool. So you can have two elements to your, to your leadership team. You can have your normal leadership team and you can have leadership elite, which is like your, you know, where you're advanced guys so they can move to the next level. And they're leading the lower level elite, if you like. It's really, really cool. So start them early. That's number one. I can't stress enough the importance of that. Have a phenomenal leadership team and you'll never have a problem, you know, with getting tired or whatever. So obviously... If you want to go on holiday, you need to have an adult program. So we have three levels that we run. So we go from class assistant level that they could get to, to assistant instructor, to full instructor. And then our last one is the assistant head coach to the head instructor. Okay, really, really cool. Okay, so a class assistant, I'm going to give you four levels here. A class assistant is someone who is the start of their instructor program journey, but they kind of They've got aspirations to become an instructor in the future. They can be any belt colour. They're not teaching at all, but they want to learn. They want to come in there twice a week and learn on the job. They want to come to the instructor trainings once a month. They have their own specific class assistant uniform, T-shirt, whatever you want to do, guys. They are lower level, but they are there learning early. I've brought people through from class assistant all the way through to instructor level and beyond at a phenomenal 
level. And it's really, really cool to, again, the reason they were good, because they only know one way. They've been shadowing me, shadowing the team, shadowing the other head instructors through the process. They only know one way. They're learning on the job. But they've been at every instructor meeting. They've been at every grading, you know, all that kind of stuff. They're learning the essence of your school. So class assistant. Then, to become an assistant instructor, okay, we put in that like, they can only apply for that at Purple to Brown Belt. Okay, and the idea is that they apply for it and then they have a six-month training program bolted onto what they're already doing because normally they've come from a class assistant level anyway. They've already been doing that for a couple of years. Now they're applying to become assistant instructor and now they want to go on to the assistant instructor level, etc. And then um, when they're a black belt, they can do their black belt uh, instructor exam to become a full instructor. Okay, and that's how we do it. And then obviously once they go up and been there for years and years, they be can become an assistant head coach. And that's how we run it. Now, there's a few ways that you can run this. I would recommend that you run a some, some sort of intensive instructor training program or CIT program, something like that. Um, like we run a, a 16 module program. Okay, so they do a exam every month. So what they're working on is, I'm going to give you, I couldn't go through it in this podcast, I'm going to give you a few little tips. Um, but what you want to have is, you want to have a module program. So every month they're going for a certain a certain certificate, for instance, to, to finish that module. But part of that, you're working on things like uh, communication, rapport building, you know, how to do warm-ups, your curriculum, you know, how to deliver, how to raise, you know, praise and reward, all that kind of stuff. All that stuff that you already know is within each module and it's a build-up and they have like a, a floor exam and a class exam. And you do that within, obviously, they're helping twice a week, they're in the classes, so they can do the floor exam in the classes, just a little 15-minute floor exam. And then obviously they've got their written exam as well that they're learning from you, asking questions, etc. So they do a module every month. Now, that works very well because it's very, very structured. You can run it how you want, but we find that works really well for us. And we have like a little uh, a little CIT program. A little top tip, we do a CIT discovery day every sort of two or three months where we put it out and we do a... Uh, we put it out to the members, adult members and teenagers upwards who have aspirations of possible possibly becoming a future instructor, maybe want to do something different in the future. And we put that out and we do a discovery day every two or three months where they can come down and we do a presentation on it, what it entails, how it works, etc. Uh, and we go from there and we charge for that, uh, that program. So that's what you should do. But what I want to talk about in the podcast is make sure that you understand the levels and you understand how it works. Start them early is my absolute, the best advice I can give you is start people early. Get it started now. Start looking at that. So for instance, I'm going to go back again, a class assistant to assistant instructor, instructor and assistant head coach. There's your blueprint. Who could you think of now and put out there and create a program where, you know, you incentive, like asking people, do you have aspirations to become an instructor? Do you want to, do you want to learn how to pass over your knowledge? Do you like helping people? Do you have uh, um, aspirations of getting out your job? What is it you want? And by the way, you're not selling out here. You're starting them early. They're not going to instruct straight away at all. But you're going to build them up until they are ready. And in my experience, it's the character that you're looking for. You're not looking for the belt colour. Because in my experience, some black belts just don't have it. I'm looking for the guys who've got the right attitudes. That you know, for me, they've got a good personality. They connect with people. They've got a great energy. You know, if I'm looking for kids instructors, they've got to have a, a, a zest for kids. They connect with kids. They've got to have an energy that is infectious. You know, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, and for adults, very similar within our culture, 
someone who gets on with other people. You know, so the characters, you know what I'm looking for, not the bout colour. The funny thing is, you can nurture someone who's not at that bout colour over a period of a few years, but it's hard to change someone's personality. So that's what you look at first. It's really, really important. So I would go away here and work on, make sure that within you have, you know, your monthly staff meetings. We have an instructor meeting every month. So we have a staff meeting, instructor training, and then we have our like intense black belt training and they come to all three. Our SWAT team come to them. They're in our SWAT team, believe it or not, are in the meetings. So we're asking them questions. They're involved in the process. They feel part of it. They've got some great ideas as well when you get them involved. Uh, and then we work on, you know, what we want to work on this month within the within the program. What do we want to enhance? What's you know, what levels? You know, what do we need to work on technically, which is not looking as good as it should do? And then you work on some high level stuff with them. So they've like wetting their appetite for some juice and go from there. And that's that's what we do within the classes, get them teaching a few little techniques. If they're at like the junior instructor level or they're in their assistant instructor level, get them there, nurture what you've got to get is this in your head that if you want freedom in your business and you want freedom in your school, I promise you now, you will burn out. There'll be many what listening to this podcast right now. I promise you now, I know all across the world, we're in, well, I think we're in about 15, 16 countries now across the world. And you know, I know there'll be instructors here who are doing everything. Yeah. And I know that you feel trapped. I know that you feel like there's no way out. I know you don't know where to start. This concept here, start with your uh, leadership program. Start getting them great guys already. Create that program first, I promise you. It'll give you time, it'll give you freedom. Not freedom as you go around holiday because you can't leave kids teaching. But what it will do is you won't feel as tired. You'll have them running around doing the other bits, nurturing them. They set up the obstacle courses, whatever you do. They're there doing all the warm ups. So you can provide the meat in the classes, but you're not always serving 100% while you're there because you will burn out. And then build your instructor training program, working on the class assistant, assistant instructor, instructor level, assistant head coach. And I would say at each level, um, we have separate uniforms for them, different levels uh, for the adults and create your CIT program, have monthly meetings, which is really, really good, quarterly team building days, and just create a culture where you're going all together. You know, you're going in the same area, same direction. And the way that you will do that, guys, is by selling the vision of your school. Where do you want it to be? What's unique about it? What's your big overall vision of your martial arts school, your centres, your franchises, if you want to do that? Remember this one thing I'm going to share with you now. People buy vision. They're going to buy your vision. So make sure that your vision is big for them. They can see where they fit in in the future of your school. They can see and they're excited about your values and your culture and what you want to do uh, in this world and make it really big. You know, how you want to change the world, how you want to change the community, you know, because people buy, love that kind of stuff, only if that's real to you. But the more you do that, the more freedom you're going to have, the more people are going to join your vision, okay, your mission in life, and you will have a phenomenal team growth in a very short space of time. And then make sure that you are consistent with your, you know, like I said, every two months, look at recruiting more SWAT uh, leadership team. We call it SWAT. That's why I keep saying that. Okay, leadership team. And every two to three months, do a instructor discovery day, how they can become an instructor in the future and be part of your team and staff team, etc. So I just wanted to share that, guys. Remember to keep people within your school, within your staff program happy remember they also need lots of praise lots of rewards lots of goals lots of incentives 
No, create that in your team and create a fun environment for them to learn, evolve. Don't be critical of them. Help nurture them, inspire them, motivate them, and you will have a phenomenal, phenomenal team that will help you in years, if not decades, to come. I'm Gordon Bertram. Thank you. Looking forward to sharing more insights in the up and coming episodes. Thank you for listening. And please, if you like this podcast, please share it around. Any of your martial art friends, anyone who's in martial arts or instructors, I'm spreading the word on the martial arts business podcast around the world. Thank you for listening and I'll speak to you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast. You can follow Gordon personally on Facebook at Black Belt in Business. Also, join our free Facebook group, Martial Arts Business Mastery Community, for some great advice, tips, and support on building your martial arts empire. Keep learning, developing, and growing, and you will become a Black Belt in Business.